Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to this episode of the Wayward Dragons Review. Um, I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And hello. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Hope everyone had a great uh, Lunar New Year. Um, I was like, we're in the year of the dragon. Yeah, yep. which I Especially kind of as we are recording this. Yeah. Yeah, we are in the year of the dragon. I thought that was kind of interesting. So, yeah. How are you? You know, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. I don't have any complaints. I, I feel that big time. Oh, okay, stuff's looking good. up at work. I, that's good. You know, everything's good on the home front for right now. I'm doing all right. <laughs> that's good. What about yourself? I was like, uh, job has started. Um, I forget how dumb teenagers are. Um, you can forget how dumb teenagers are? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm in my own little bubble over here. Uh, I was telling my boss, he's like, so what'd you do? Like, while we were shut down. And I go, Pat, I didn't leave my house except to go to the library and the grocery store. That's it. <laughs> I go, I, I read 10 books. That's what I did. While we were shut down, he just looks at me. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's that's what I did while we were not here. I read like a champ. Yeah. That was me. That was me. Gotcha. But yeah. I was like, we have Have started back up. Huh? Oh, go ahead. No, just we started back up. So my reading has slowed down. Which sucks, but... What were you going to say? Ah, well, you said you've read 10 books. Is that since our last recording, or is that just during the... That was just January. I've read four between here and last episode and this episode. Because of where we slowed down, I or we started up, so I can't sit and read like I like. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, and trying to get my little weird brain organized i don't know if it's because of covid or what i don't i just shut my finger in my three-ring binder sorry um yeah (laughs) i did i just did that like an idiot um yeah no just trying to figure out what works best for my brain because that i've been so busy for so long and only having one job now i legit just am struggling to find my routine again if that makes sense okay like it's i've I've been non-stop for over three years all day every day and now i went down from 60 hours to 30 hours and it's like holy shit what the hell do i do with my time type thing yeah i could uh i can see that yeah so i love my husband i am putting together like a 
planner type thing that works best for ADHD people because I find that that stuff is more detailed. I don't know if that's actually what I got rocking upstairs, you know, at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too scared to go get an evaluation at this because women show different signs than men. Um, But like it, I can, it's backwards. So you can't even, but like they've got like, like how to lay out your week, how to lay out your day, how to lay out your month. So it helps with me sticking to something. So that way I can get all my stuff done. I want done. Yeah. What, what, what did you read? <laughs> how many did you uh, read? Billions and billions of things. Uh, I don't even know. Huh? I don't even know. I'm not even going to cover all of them. Uh, <laughs> so one of the series that I read. Yeah. It's uh, the like Into the Fire series by Paul J. Bennett. It's your typical like high fantasy, fire and ice, romance type situation. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it was it was okay. Uh, I'd say overall, okay. thus far, the series is kind of average. I've not completed it yet, but uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh, I also read The Reluctant Druid. By John R. Osborne. Okay. And uh, it's a it's a fun like weird urban fantasy thing where you know this guy who's a druid and works at a bookstore gets visited by this very described as very attractive lady and <laughs> his his uh, coworkers like dude you should totally try and hit that get her number blah blah. blah. And like all this other shit and then come to find out he's actually like the last druid well not really well he's one of the last druids in a particular bloodline and still practices druidic practices and okay. so the gods are like we need you to uh, use your druid craft and magic to make the sword so the champion can fight because we have us on one side who are like the old gods and the forces of nature and then you have these other gods on the other side that are uh, you know like Abrahamic gods and so there's this, this whole massive fight where we split up and where we have to sign these accords and we get, and they're basically the domineering force in the world because of this and okay. so Every so many years, we can take it and attempt to fight uh, by nominating our champion. And your uh, you have to make a sword for the champion. And then they come to find out, uh, spoiler up here, but the champion is actually a woman that he met at a pagan festival that he had a one-night stand with. Um because she okay. like dipped out on him and he actually had interest in her then more than just a one night stand but she dipped out on him and she got knocked up from it oh and so he meets his son along with yep okay who is yeah so 
that's the little like i said minor spoilers there but it's really <laughs> fairly obvious um but you know overall enjoyable uh it's got a, a lot of fun lesser known gods in it okay um I also read the first two books in the Two Necromancers series, which are two necromancers, a uh, bureaucrat, and an elf, and then two necromancers, an army, and a golem. Pretty funny, honestly. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they're, they're like middle fantasy, high fantasy. Actually, I could say it'd be high fantasy, but. The main character is a necromancer, but not like a. He's he's like necromancers get a bad rap. I just have a talent for bringing things back from the dead. <laughs> and so he's like, he has a castle. His castle is on top of this like interdimensional interplanar uh, portal, which he uses to siphon off the energy from it to help make himself stronger, but also to stop the portal from like the creatures from the portal overwhelming the land. Uh, and, you know, it's got his apprentice and he's kind of building up a group of heroes and okay. the kingdom he's in is the kingdom he's in is going to war and they've offered anyone who wants to take it and fight for the kingdom. Any magic users pardons. And as you know, or as I'm sure you can guess, you know, necromancers are frowned upon as per usual. Oh, yeah. So he's just like, hey, what if I, uh, let's see if I can get a pardon. And they're like, the, you know, they're like, well, it wasn't exactly meant for you and like someone of your high caliber and renown. But yeah, no, if you, if you do what we say and build up a team of people who can help fight for our country, then yeah, we'll give you a pardon. That's never how it works. So that's. Well, so that's what he's been doing. Uh, I read some books from work that I'm not going to bore anyone with. Solid. Uh, I I read the first two books for the Modern Paladin series, which is Modern Paladin and uh, Allies, which are by Arthur A. Bramlett. And it's, okay. uh, it's a lit RPG. This guy is an avid D and D player, or something like D and D. It's a some kind of tabletop game. They okay. don't really specifically say that it's D and D, but there's not all the rules line up uh, as far as like for D and A D and D. However, exactly. uh, when he's walking home after the session, he ends up getting lost and waking up, or like ending up in a fantasy world, and he is his character from the D and D game. And then so he's like, "Well, if I'm here." Maybe my friends are here. And then they find a newspaper from the real world where him, where it shows that him and his friends have come up missing. And so he's just like, well, heck, I should go find them. Yeah. And so, but the thing is that with the character, like he can't make decisions that would be outside of what his character would make. Okay. So like his character is like a very virtuous paladin who, you know, is very selective and like is pining over romance and stuff like that. And he tries a couple times to interact in a way that his character would interact with women and like from a romantic standpoint. And there's like a little text box that pops up and if he shows it, it's <laughs> changes what he said. So like what he's trying to say isn't what he actually says and he gives the answer to 
what he would say. So he can only respond how his character would respond. That's funny. Um, and then the last thing I did was another lit RPG, which I uh, did the first two books in that, which is uh, Dreamstream Reality. It's the okay. book series by Derek Burke. Um, basically, this guy and some of his friends play in an MMO, uh, and they get a chance to start the new version of the MMO. There's like, this is like the game and they're releasing another game. That's like the sequel to it. And so they get to beta test it and it's just adventures in the game from there. Okay. Yeah, so that's a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I've been okay. doing. Haven't really watched much of any note as far as movies or TV shows. What Same. about you? Same. It's like, I haven't really we've been watching gold rush <laughs> it's an anxiety show um so the first one that i finished was the dead take the a train by cassandra shaw and richard caldry so i said this in our last episode this is a this is graphic this is horror um if you can't do blood and guts and whatever that phobia is with, like, holes, multiple holes and, like, multiple eyeballs, don't read this. Um, it's, yeah, first chapter, it's bloody and this lady's, like, incubated with, like, demon squid eggs. It's weird. Um, <clears throat> I hate when that happens. But <laughs> it fucking sucks, dude. Like, <laughs> um, I wonder her mother, like, does it to her, too. Like, it, it, it yeah. Um, but the main character who is Julie, Julie is a drug addict and she, she's kind of like on the low rung of dealing with all the supernatural stuff that's in New York. Um, and she's at an end of a job and her best friend who she's been in love with for ever um she shows a better door and her husband is abusive and stuff and best friend wants away and everything well the julie summons what she thinks is a guardian angel but it's not um and i'm very curious of what the next book's gonna bring um because it's it ends real weird it definitely ends on a cliff hanger um because you have like a the premises is, is she she doesn't she brings something far worse through um because she's been played obviously um by an ex-boyfriend and it, it, yeah it gets real weird it's good. It's graphic. It's really good. It's really funny. Um, so that was the first one. And then I read Vampires of El Norte by Isabel Arnas. So, if you like a lot of romance, not spice, just romance with your horror, with just a little dash, little, little sprinkling of horror, this is for you. Um, it takes place 
between, like, we're trying to take over the part of the country that is Texas and, like, New Mexico and stuff. Um, so it's that part where we're trying to get to the territory, but there, Mexico is trying to defend it, but the territory is also trying to become independent on its own type thing. Um, so that's what is happening. That's where we're at, like, historical-wise. But there is something attacking the Vaqueros, and it's giving them Susto. And I have never read about a vampire with no eyeballs before. Have you read about vampires with no eyeballs? Like, That's a different and interesting take on vampires. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Like, they get infected, and they're, it's not even, it's like they never had eyeballs in the first place at all. Um, but it follows the, basically the relationship between Nestor and Nina and how she was attacked by one of these vampires when she, when they were like teenagers. Um, and she is the daughter of the ranchero, which means that she's off limits to Nestor, who is a vaquero. So it deals with class systems and... You know, he thinks she's dead because that's what he's been told and come to find out she's not. But he leaves, comes back. He comes back because he's taking his uncle's place when they call to arms with this whole U.S. versus Texas, Mexico, whatever is rocking. Um, but, yeah, you find out that we as the U.S. did some shady shit in the book i mean we're we're definitely painted as a victim spoiler we use we figure out how to trap and use the vampires as weapons i mean that is very on par with something the united <laughs> states government would do yeah oh yeah so um, but she they fall back in love with each other and yeah but it, it's more romance than it is horror and again, I've never read where the vampires lose their eyes and they walk on all fours. I forget what movie that is. Is it Dawn of the Dead? I forget what movie it is, but like where the vampires are like real vicious um, and there's no like real hierarchy. They're just like bloodlust. Um, but it is. They're, they've got like claw hands. They, they're on all fours. They don't have any eyeballs. It's like they never had eyeballs. Like at all like it's not even like sewn shut it's grown shut so yeah that one that one took me a minute to get through now <laughs> have you heard of legends and lattes the book by travis baldray i have i have uh he's got a lot of other stuff that i've like seen but so yeah i i've heard so good things about it it so i read the first one called bookshops and bone dust and he is known as a audio author. So he's a narrator. He, I don't even know what all he narrates. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, I just like clicked on it. Will Wright, Black Flame by Will Wright. That series, he's an audio, the audio narrator. Um, so Bookshops and Bone Dust is the prequel to Legends and Lattes. That was cute. I wouldn't say cozy. I don't... When I think of cozy, I think of a cozy mystery. I don't necessarily think of a fantasy as cozy. 
for some reason. Um, but it follows Viv. She's, um, this is before she's got her, her coffee shop or whatever she has in the first book. Um, and she's been hurt very bad in her first campaign. So she's in this like sleepy seaside town and it's not very sleepy and it's very cute. It's very funny. The little, um, the little mouse, I want whatever pot, whatever pot roast is that little like golden retriever owl mix thing. I want one. He seems really cute <laughs> on the cover. Do what? His name is pot roast. The animal, the little dog on the book cover. You can't see him. From I where. cannot. I already returned it to the library too. Okay, um, send me the. I'll send it to you through Goodreads. Why do you review not the first person that shows up? So he's he looks like he's like a golden retriever or maybe like a pug meets an owl. <laughs> And his name is Pot Roast. <laughs> um, he's adorable. I love him. I want one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very cute. It's very cozy. Um, it's it definitely. I feel like I've I haven't yet to read Legends and Lattes, but it. I feel like it definitely sets up for the first one of kind of where she falls in love with books and um, all that. And her coming to terms with being um, a lesbian, I guess. So, yeah. That was very cute. That was funny. I don't know about Cozy. Cozy just doesn't ring right for me. <laughs> for her fantasy, I don't know. And then I read The Christmas Guest by Peter Swanson. That was less than 100 pages. That's a novella. So, it... It's told in two different parts. It's told through a diary first. So this American is living in Britain and she's going to college in London and um, her mom has passed. It was just her and her mom. So her mom has died of cancer and this is kind of like her first Christmas by herself and she's very okay with being by herself. So she's kind of okay. And, but I wouldn't say a friend, more like an acquaintance invites her to come to her home for Christmas. And she falls in love with the brother. You come to find out the brother's under suspicion for murder. Um, Spoiler, the American dies. And the second part is the friend telling what happened. Okay. Um, And... Her brother, spoiler, her brother did kill the person that he's under suspicion for murder for. Um, uh, And they came up with a plan to throw the suspicion off of him. And their plan is, was for him to be, like, have an alibi, I guess. And she was going to kill her friend. And... But they were going to give her a good last couple of days. So, you know, her falling out with the brother, having a good couple of days with, like, meals and, you know, family time or whatever. Um, But you find out that, you know, this girl comes back to haunt her every Christmas. 
um her brother did not stop killing people her brother's up in a parliament and it, it yeah for 100 pages you go it's a it's a ride it is a ride huh. um so yeah that was he's known to write the kind worth killing and the perfect eight murders is what peter swanson is known for those are the two books he's known for um, yeah, i recognize his name yeah he's um i don't know if i'll read anything else by him i'm not positive um the christmas guest was a part of one of my book club books for a couple months ago that took me forever to get from the library but i mean it's it's less than 100 pages it's super fast to read um it's definitely interesting because of how it's told through the diary standpoint um it honestly kind of sometimes feels like an invasion of privacy because it's written that way um because of it being a diary that's how it kind of felt to me in a way sometimes um but yeah that's all i've read i've got a couple i'm almost done with um just trying to find a new new routine so i haven't really watched anything um yeah no i switched over to spotify so that's i've been listening to the dragon father while i get ready in the morning and my husband is making fun of me so <laughs> well, huh. anybody who hasn't listened to the dragon father i think i've talked about this at the last episode um because it's like the the music that you had the dj play at the wedding um the dragon father makes like video game music like tavern video game music so and i found this lady who she's like if you're neurospicy play tavern music and pretend you're like shutting your tavern down and that might help you get stuff done at night like to wind down for the day i find that it helps me stay focused during the day so like when i get ready so he's got some good stuff if anybody wants to check him out he's pretty good i'm fiddle world he's good too i like some of his stuff but i'm finding that i need to find a new podcasting platform to listen to because stitcher decided to not be a thing anymore so that's been fun that's been fun yeah, you know, it's a neurospicy thing where we, you know, there's certain platforms or certain things that we just get so accustomed to or that we enjoy so much. Yeah. When it's just kind of stripped away from us, we're like, uh, fuck, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> it's like, damn it. Because, like, my thing is, is I pay for Audible and I should not have ads in my pod in my podcast because i'm paying for it and that's included as part of the membership but guess what i hear ads and that shit's annoying (laughs) (laughs) i i'll give aaron Mankey credit he puts his all in like the last like the last 10 minutes of his show the last like couple minutes before he gives you like the last story that's his ad break i'll give him credit like that i like that thank you aaron Mankey. I also love also if you have not listened this is just a psa um we'll eventually cover i think what he talks about but his latest episode of lauren legends talks about 
fey food, which I thought was kind of cool. So that is a very interesting um, episode, how eating and when you go into the fey world is bad and how that kind of comes to be and where we kind of get that from. So like Hansel and Gretel and stuff like that. So that was actually a very interesting episode as I was listening to that earlier. So that was kind of a cool episode. I just like Aaron Minky. <laughs> I love his. Apparently. I fucking love Aaron Minky. Not all of his podcasts, but Lore is definitely one of my favorites. His Halloween one that he puts out every year, he does a podcast called 13 Days of Halloween. And it's a complete, it's a complete production. And it works really well if you listen to it with either surround sound or on headphones. It's meant to be like all um, immersive. Um, but it is it is nasty. Like the he not nasty is like bad, but the sound effects are gross. Um, like someone's skull being bashed in. You, there's some wet wet sound effects. <laughs> so it's a narrative. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But you gotta, you gotta be okay with listening to, like, super gross shit. He does that every year, which I find really cool. But I, that is all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Hope everyone has a good full moon. We're about to hit the quickening, the moon for February. Um, yeah. So please tell a friend, please rate, review, subscribe, please tell a friend. We are on all podcasting platforms. Um, Join us on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a book suggestion or topic suggestion, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. That's all we got. So until next time. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.